you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And we've certainly talked plenty about the NFL draft on this show, but you should also check out Trevor Sikma and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis of the 2021 draft and a look ahead to next year's future first-round draft picks by following the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your shows. Well, we know that former Missouri defensive lineman Markel Utzi Ended up with Barry Odom down in Arkansas. Well, it turns out that Trey Williams is going to join him. And it was rather bizarre, quite frankly, that Trey Williams, the former Rockbridge Bruin, decided to leave the team with just with a couple games left to play. I found that utterly bizarre after the Arkansas game, in fact. I believe it was after Trey enjoyed that victory over his former coach. Well, now his next stop, as he said, is going to be with Coach Odom back in Fayetteville. And another transfer news, obviously, earlier this offseason, Missouri secured the services of former Ohio State wide receiver, a former St. Louis high school player, Mookie Cooper. And it looks like already he's got a good chance to be a part of this Missouri offense. Took a lot of first-team reps in the slot for the Tigers, and well, there was a thought that for a moment that wide receiver Jamison Williams, also of Ohio State, also a St. Louis native, well, there was a thought that he was down to transferring to possibly Missouri or Alabama. Boy, there's been a lot of Missouri-Alabama-specific recruiting battles we've been talking about for the last year, year and a half, hasn't there? Well, unfortunately, this is one we lost. Jamison Williams has decided to head down to Tuscaloosa, and considering the amount of NFL-wide receivers, the ridiculous amount of NFL-wide receivers, quite frankly, that Alabama's put in recently, it's hard to blame the kid, but... You know, maybe the other thought was, well, there's a lot of competition down there too, but clearly he's not afraid of competition, even if he's leaving Ohio State to go to Alabama. I mean, talk about a lateral move. I don't know. I almost would have thought maybe he wanted to go to a slightly slightly bigger opportunity to get some playing time. Let's put it that way. But another guy... Gosh, St. Louis wide receivers, they are just on the move. A former four-star player from DeSmet High School, Jordan Johnson, deciding to transfer from Notre Dame or at least enter the portal. So there's a name to keep your eye on because, well, again, Missouri will probably be kicking the tires on him without a doubt. By the way, I probably should have teased this at the top, but I guess I'm in with the amount of Missouri NFL draft picks that were taken this past weekend. Well, I'm in a bit of demand here on the Locked On Network after my fun appearance with your boy Q on Locked On Raiders. A little bit later on this show, I'm going to talk to the Locked On Bears host, Lauren Cox, of course, about Larry Borum. So definitely enjoy that a little bit later. But in other NFL draft news, Damon Hazelton, an undrafted free agent, has decided to sign with the Houston Texans. And you know what? I almost feel bad for inferring that the Bengals might be the worst-run franchise in the NFL. Well, I totally apologize because I completely forgot about the Houston Texans. But you know what? 
It'd be one thing if Nick Bolton would have gone to the Texans. That would have worried me a little bit. But when you're an undrafted free agent like our former receiver, Damon Hazleton, well, beggars can't be choosers, as the old cliche goes. Speaking of former Tigers, Demarcus Acey also signing up to play as a free agent with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was obviously an undrafted free agent last year. Demarcus going to give it at least one more go this season, so good luck to him. And many of you may have heard that the SEC set another record for the most selections in a draft, beating its own record set just, gosh, what, two, three years ago, something like that of 64. Well, now this past 2021 draft, 65 SEC players were taken in the draft. And just to give you some context, well, the Big 12 had 22 players selected in the draft and not a single one in the first round. That's actually the first time that's ever happened in league history. That's pretty stunning and really shows that the gap between, well, the SEC and the Big 12 has gotten bigger. And now I can hear some of you out there saying, well, sure, but the the SEC has more teams. They have 40% more teams, in fact, 14 compared to 10. Well, I'm sorry, that that's a lot. 65 to 22 is like a 300% increase not 40%. So let's throw that excuse out of the window right now. Just goes to show you that even though Missouri is making a lot more revenue in the SEC, well, so is everybody else. It's sort of like moving into an awesome neighborhood and having a really great house, but of course everybody else around you has an even bigger mansion. But you know what? That's okay. I think Eli Drinkwitz is the right guy to spruce up our McMansion and make it into the nicest house on the block. And I do want to update you on Drew Locke's situation in Denver following the NFL draft, but I also want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. And they're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewel, jewelry Excuse me, that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring, she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. And to the surprise of many, the Denver Broncos had not only one, but two of the top quarterbacks available at number nine in Justin Fields and Mac Jones, but they decided to take Pat Zertan Jr., the cornerback from Alabama, instead. And by the way, Devontae Smith was still on the board at that point as well. But obviously, if you're a Missouri fan, if you're a Drew Locke fan, the fact that the Broncos did not take a quarterback 
is a really significant development here. Now, does that mean that Drew Locke is out of the woods and he's a surefire starting quarterback next year? Well, no, it does not because the Broncos just acquired Teddy Bridgewater this offseason for a six-round pick in the 2021 draft, and the Panthers actually are going to pay the majority of his salary. So Bridgewater, really a low-cost sort of lottery ticket, a guy to give some competition to Drew Locke just in case he frankly isn't ready to be an NFL starter still at this point. Now, it seems like a lot of people are assuming that it's Teddy Bridgewater's job to lose. And certainly if you just judge those two guys based on their performances last season, well, I would tend to agree with you. Bridgewater definitely looked like the superior player. Now, maybe I'm a little bit biased because probably the most I played with it, saw him play, excuse me, was when the Panthers came into Arrowhead Stadium, moved the ball up and down the field on the Chiefs pretty well and nearly pulled off the upset in that ball game. But you know what? To be fair, I think Matt Rule for the Panthers is a pretty darn good offensive coach. Unfortunately, Vic Fangio is not for Denver, and he's still there. So I don't know if this has been the best place for Drew Locke to develop, quite honestly. But the reality is, if you're Denver... Even if you maybe assume that Teddy is going to be the starter, don't you want Drew Locke to win that job? Don't you want him to take a big step forward? Because to me, you've kind of seen what Teddy Bridgewater's upside can be. I don't know that he's an upper-level starter in the NFL. I don't think he's ever going to be, quite frankly. Can he be middling? Sure. I just don't know that he's ever going to be a top-10 type player that maybe a lot of people thought he could be coming out of college. So, Drew Locke, you definitely have your work cut out for you, but this is honestly a much better situation than if the Broncos would have taken, for sure, Justin Fields or Mac Jones. Because, let's face it, the fans, after two, three weeks of maybe possibly semi-mediocre Drew Locke play, if he does end up getting the job, well, the pressure would have been so much to get either one of those rookies on the field. He almost wouldn't have had a fair chance, in my opinion. And right after this, we are going to play my discussion with Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears about Larry Borum. But first, I want to tell you about rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. So once again, go to rockauto.com right now and see everything that they have right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And of course, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is, of course, in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. 
Well, this week had tons of stuff happening. The NFL draft, the Kentucky Derby was the first leg of the Triple Crown. Well, if you want to bet on the Preakness, the Belmont, they've got you covered at betonline.ag. And of course, not only is there baseball, we got the NBA, the play-in tournaments coming up. Hockey is playoffs are right around the corner. And of course, all you fight fans, you know, UFC and boxing. Oh, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul, my God, what can the odds possibly be on that? But regardless, with all this action right around the corner, there's no reason to sit on the sidelines. So head to betonline.ag and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, that's promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, without further ado, here's my discussion about Larry Borum with Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears. Joining us now on the Locked On Bears podcast is John Miller. He is the host of Locked On Mizzou here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You saw his great Locked On Now video after the Bears drafted Larry Borum on draft. They jumped in for some instant analysis on Twitter. And now he joins us on the podcast for a little bit more depth on Larry Borum. And John, uh, how was was draft day for your Tigers in general? Um, how, How did you sort of absorb the whole weekend? You know, actually, it was a great draft weekend for the Tigers, their biggest class in several seasons. So really a nice job, frankly, by the coach that of the previous administration, Barry Odom, did a nice job of finding some under-the-radar guys who turned out to be NFL draft picks, like one Larry Borum, now with your Chicago Bears. So really a very productive day, and it shows that that 2020 team had some talent on it for sure. What were your expectations for Borum in on draft day? I mean, I, obviously, I think the the bar was set for you know lower than you know no one was thinking he was going to be a first round pick. But I guess did you know were you surprised that he went in the fifth, either that being earlier or later than you expected? You know, I think fifth round for Larry was about right. I think about a week before the draft, I saw that Todd McShay had Larry going to Kansas City actually in the third round. Now, obviously, that didn't happen. That would have been certainly the upper echelon of where you having him go. But, you know, if you just look at Borum, he's six foot four, 322 pounds, and he's actually a light 322 right now. I mean, that's he's a naturally just huge human being. And obviously, that's something that you can't coach. So he's a guy who's going to turn some heads for sure. Now, he doesn't have the longest arms in the world. So while he did play right tackle at Mizzou, I think he probably profiles more as a guard. I think you might see him move inside at the next level. I know in 2020, you know, he played the whole season at right tackle, but 2019, it seemed like they moved him around a bit. He had to pop over to left tackle for a game and a couple of games inside at guard. Uh, what, what was the cause of that? Was that intentional to get him some different opportunities? And how do you think that affected his performance having to jump around to those spots? Well, quite honestly, I think that had mostly to do with just the unit in general. Uh, The 2019 Missouri campaign started off well, and I think everybody around town thought that was going to be a good ball club. But, boy, the offense just fell apart, and just the offensive line in general just had a lot of problems. So I think the whole staff was just searching for answers, quite honestly. So moving Borum around was a big part of that. What does this Missouri offense, or I guess what did this Missouri offense look like uh, under the previous regime in terms of, you know, 
how the, how the offensive line was asked to block. You know, like I think in Chicago, we saw towards the end of the season there because their offensive line struggled, they switched up a lot to do a lot of, you know, play action and, and motion and some extra blockers in to help the offensive tackles to not have to put so much on them. I guess did, did Missouri, you know, was Missouri a team that would just kind of leave their five guys in there and let them go? Or was there uh, was there much dressing on top to sort of help offensive linemen along the way? Well, I think as far as the five-man unit, certainly in 2020, that unit was much more solidified, and Borum was a big part of that. Like, like you said previously, they stuck him at right tackle, and he performed really well there. Like Pro Football Focus, for instance, graded him out pretty consistently as one of the best offensive linemen in the SEC on a week-to-week basis. And, you know, as far as the type of scheme that Missouri ran last year in 2020 in particular, well, Eli Drinkwitz did run, did bring a lot of imagination just as a play caller and as a coach. You know, you saw a lot more motion and that kind of thing that would certainly help helps out everybody on the team, in my opinion, at least compared to what whatever Derek Dooley was doing the previous season. But, you know, really, Missouri's money – running play, a call that they just ran over and over again was outside zone with Larry Roundtree, who's now with the Los Angeles Chargers, but just running right behind Larry Borum. And I think that speaks to just his his run blocking ability in general. Now, I, I think, you know, just being a, the huge man that he is, he's a naturally really good run blocker. Again, pass blocking might need some might need some technique there, but I just think he's an interesting developmental prospect because you know once again you just can't coach the kind of measurables that he has. And oh, oh by the way, at that size he ran a five one five in the forty yard dash. That's pretty darn impressive at three twenty two. It's one of those things when you hear the number five, you start with a five. It's like wait, that's not impressive until you until you kind of take it into consideration. Yeah, just yeah, you got to take it. Yeah, you got to take position into consideration there for sure. I mean, at that size, that's pretty unbelievable. Imagine that's a guy that size running at you at that speed. Yeah, linebackers and and safeties at the second level, uh, not <laughs> don't want to see that trained running them down. Uh, so how how do you sort of project him? At the next level, I mean, you mentioned perhaps more inside at guard, given some you know speed concerns on the edge and and, and length. But you know how how NFL ready do you feel like he is as a fifth round pick? I don't know that the Bears are are planning on having him compete to start necessarily, but you know you have an injury during the season and you have to throw Larry Borum out there. What sure? What sort of your, what sort of your early confidence level versus you know long term? Where do you see his career potentially going? Yeah, I think I said the word developmental a little earlier, and I I think that's pretty accurate. Like you said, I wouldn't expect him to compete for any of the five spots on the line necessarily in year one. But by year two, I think you might have something. And don't get me wrong, I think he'll be a backup. He won't necessarily be a a practice squad guy, although he could be, and that's actually okay. You can do that for a year. You're always going to have some developmental guys on your practice squad. But, you know, Borum actually grew up as a basketball player and loved that sport, dreamed of having an NBA future. So, you know, he's getting more experience all the time just with this sport. So, again, I think he's got more room to develop. But if you're a Bears fan, obviously, you know, he's a fifth-round pick. So don't expect him to be starting at right guard, you know, in week one. And that'll do it for this episode of Locked On Mizzou. But today on the Locked On Today podcast, who is the best superhero in the NBA? Yes, did you see ESPN's Marvel presentation, the Pelicans and the Warriors last night? We'll get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. 
Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked On Mizzou.